Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast, it is entertainment talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today and my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Uh, we're here today for season 9 episode 13, Choke Points. Um, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. It had nice, some nice action sequences in it. It's nice to see a little bit more of Beta. For the first time, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you know, we've seen little pieces of it, but you got a fair chunk of beta in it this time. Daryl actually doing a bit more as well, which mm. is good. Um, we, uh, I don't, we, uh, we got introduced with a new group, which was was nice as well. More of yep. Carol, Carol, <laughs> Lego Carol, Carolas, whatever we're calling her, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Uh, a sort of Legolas Carol kind of crossover that she's got going on there at the moment. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I I quite liked it. It was you know caught up with a few people and uh, mm. yeah, I thought the Highwaymen were good. Thought that was interesting. Okay. Um, I think this is one of the better episodes in the second half of the season. Uh, yeah. Of course, in the first half of the season, we had um, you know, all the the Rick stuff and the Maggie stuff and all that, um, which was arguably very very good. Um, seems like forever ago that now. <laughs> yeah yeah it seems it's weird because i you know i think it was last week i said like it feels like it's been like two weeks or something between the podcast it feels like that again um because you know as i re-promote stuff throughout the week whenever i sort of scroll down i was like wow the walking dead podcast was uh so many pieces of content ago it's uh it's kind of strange but it depends on yes. what, what i make between now and then so uh that that's the factor as well but no i think um I kind of think that in order for The Walking Dead to gain more interest or keep more interest, you do need to have, just throw in the odd like zombie here and there, just just for a bit of entertaining like zombie action. Because at some certain point... Yes, there, this... there is a sort of lack of, of like straight out and out zombie stuff. Other, yeah. yeah, I mean, apart from the ones that we've seen protecting the Whisperers, there's there's been you know, no great zombie threat at this point. Although maybe that's fine maybe mm-hmm. i don't know um i mean we kind of got like the whisperers are zombies in a certain way they're just you know a different type in in that sort of way uh i mean the only similarity is they have their skins on and they walk within with them and stuff um mm. but no i thought that yeah for it to maintain some of its excitement just you know just when when you have certain characters on the road or even if they're not on the road like throw like a few zombies and stuff i'm not talking like a massive horde has to come and attack the group every week i'm not expecting that but just throw like you know three zombies throw them at a couple of people and just just have them kill them sort of stuff um cause <laughs> the show has kind of gone a little bit to the point where it's a lot of people talking and not as much zombie stuff going on. And the show sort of needs to remember that it is still in a zombie apocalypse. Um, and yeah, we did. We have gotten a good mix of that with the Whisperers being among uh, the Walkers and that sort of stuff. Um, and we got a lot of good scenes with uh, some Walkers and some Whisperers in, in this episode. Yeah. Um, I also think this is Henry's best episode, mainly because he's not yes. like running off in the middle of the night or doing something really stupid. He's just kind of with the group. Yes, he's obviously pining after Lydia or whatever, but he's going to be doing that because that's his on-screen love interest. Yeah. Um, but he he didn't really do anything stupid, like too much, or you know, he didn't try to run away in the middle of the night and invade the, the Whisperers camp. He didn't really do anything like that. And I felt at least a little bit more engaged with what he was doing just because he acted like a normal character and mm. it was, it was just better for, to, to watch. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, no, I think he was much better and a lot less irritating this week um, than he has been previously. So, yeah, I think that was, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, and I think he'll grow as as time goes on. I mean, this is, I, you know, pretty much one of his first jobs, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, I know he comes from an acting family because they've all been in it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll grow and, and get slightly less irritating as you know, the character moves on, I suspect. So, you know. Uh, cool. Let's take a quick break here. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile. Send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, me and Robert did uh, another gaming talk, obviously. We talked about Anthem, Death Stranding, Dead or Alive 6, and Fallout 76 as well. Because, um, yeah, we talked about Dead or Alive 6's uh, ridiculously expensive season pass, which is $93, and it doesn't offer a whole <laughs> lot. Yes, it's quite expensive, and it really doesn't offer very much. And that's their first season pass, indicating that they'll have another one. Uh, so we'll Jeez. see what comes with that. Um, and yeah, with Death Stranding and Anthem, we kind of talked about uh, Kojima said he's a little bit behind on development, and we talked about that compared to what's going on with Anthem. Um, yeah, try not to play it on your PS4 because it might break the thing. <laughs> um, but that was that as well. Um, Ricky Gervais came out with a new TV series. It's called Afterlife. It's on Netflix. I did an initial uh, spoiler-free review for the first two episodes, and then a few days later I finished it because it's very short. And uh, then I came back and did a full review for season one. Um, really a work of art. Really, really enjoyed this season. And the more... Because, um, like, I've seen Netflix posting adverts for or trailers for it. And I've seen Ricky posting about the uh, success of the, the show and stuff. And it's really nice to read some actual nice comments on social media and stuff. People saying about how the show's, like, affected them and how they connected with it. And overall just how really good it was. So, a mm. uh, really, really good experience overall. And, uh, yeah, it... If if that doesn't make my top five at the end of the year, I, w- I would like to know what kicks it out of that spot. Yeah, so, yeah, no, um, it's, I mean, I it's been re- it's been really good, and yeah. uh, I I was I was quite interested to see what you would particularly would think of it. Mm-hmm. So because I it is it's a tough watch in places. There are bits of it, it and is, yeah. and and not for the usual reason of 
just hiding behind your hands going oh my god i can't believe he's saying that or you know it being cringy it's there it's very very dark in places and uh, mm-hmm. yeah i was very impressed yeah really one, impressed. one minute he'll have you laughing and then the next minute he'll have you choking up uh for yeah. whether emotional reason but yes go and watch it netflix season one is out there uh star trek discovery is still continuing for season two Got to remember what all these different seasons are for these different shows. Uh, but that's still continuing for season two. We're heading into the back half of the season and it's been fairly good so far. Uh, speaking of the back half of seasons, uh, The Flash and Arrow have recently returned for the second half of their season. So me and Robert have done update podcasts for them. Uh, for for season seven of Arrow and season five of The Flash, um, I do still have my Black Lightning podcast out there for two thirteen, and then when we hit the season finale within a couple of weeks, I'll uh, obviously uh, finish off the reviews for the season and do a season finale review. Uh, what else is there? Um, I played the Resident Evil Two uh, Survivor mode. It's called uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about you playing as this soldier who initially died. And uh, you basically have to do this thing where you run through a section that you get really quickly. You kill the zombies if you do or don't have to. Uh, you'll obviously come across a few liquors and you'll come across Mr. X at the end. Uh, and I played through that. It was fairly simple to do so. And uh, that's quite good as well. The good thing about all these DLC f- things for Resident Evil 2 as well, they're all free. So if you uh, haven't picked up the game yet, you can obviously play both sides of the game. Because there's Claire and Leon's playthrough. And then there's these uh, extra modes. They've added a whole bunch of them as well. So that's really, really good as well. So uh, great great. Great job, uh, Capcom, on that front. Um, what was the other thing I did recently? Um, yeah, that's roughly what we've been doing at the moment on... Uh, Enter- oh, yes, Captain Marvel um, has come out, obviously, and, and has done done fairly, fairly well. So I did uh, an initial kind of um, review for that as well. And uh, me, Robert, and David are hoping to do a part two uh, review a little bit like we did last year with uh, Infinity War because I did my initial re- review and then we did parts two and three. Um, so we're hoping that Robert can join us after we do this and then we'll do a part two review for that as well and just bring in those two for a discussion as well. And that's what we've got going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Let's get to The Walking Dead. Daryl and Connie flee with Henry and Lydia from a group of whisperers led by Beta. Within uh, a horde of horde of walkers, uh, Connie directs them to an uh, uncompleted high-rise that her group had uh, taken shelter in before. So it's like an abandoned sort of building, where she shows to Daryl that they uh, could isolate the whispers by laying an ambush on the uh, upper floors. Unsure about Lydia's, uh, how much they can trust Lydia, Daryl locks her in a closet. Where have we seen that before? We saw Kyle lock Enid in a closet at the end mm. of season seven. Was that? There you go. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did that, obviously, to kind of keep her out of danger or whatever. Um, but yeah, he locks her in uh, the closet with the dog as they prepare to uh, for Beta's group to arrive. This plan works as Beta and his allies are forced to abandon the walkers that they're blending in with uh, on the ground floor, giving Daryl and Connie the ability to kill them as they come up. And of course, we'll return to this a bit later. So, um. Yeah, interesting little interactions with Daryl and, and Connie here. Um, what what did you kind of think of those with the whole notes and yeah, all no, that I, sort of stuff? I really like Connie as a character. I yeah. think it's it, it's really great, and um, she's. I mean, I, I find it her a fairly phenomenal actress as well because mm. she's she is doing. I mean, she's genuinely deaf, and she's doing. Yeah, they didn't have to cast a deaf person in that role, I guess, but she is a genuinely a deaf actress and. Uh, that must make things 20 times harder when you're trying to learn, you know, find spots and learn lines and that sort of stuff. So it's, it's an incredible uh, piece of work. And she's she, the character herself is um, so lovely and 
just kind of kick ass and you know it's there's there's sort of some interesting bits in there that makes you realize that she's she was sort of the tactician of that group and mm. and knows what she's doing you know and he's uh yeah i i, I understand i i thought it was interesting how they got them to communicate sort of with the notes and that sort of thing um because it's not like daryl talks very much you know so uh so yeah i thought that was kind of interesting how they uh how they got the the kind of notes across and and them getting the sort of you know not not being able to sign to each other they need to teach him a bit of sign language i think daryl yeah um, yeah they should probably teach everybody a little bit because she's going to be talking to a lot yeah. of people so um some people are like shipping daryl and connie that's not gonna happen you, we know daryl no. he's not gonna be romantic with somebody i know some of you would like to see that but we're in we're nine seasons in and it hasn't happened so it's probably not gonna happen so yes uh yeah because if it if it would have happened with anyone i guess it would probably be carol but that's you know we've we've that we've ship has sailed past that. Yes. yeah plus she's with ezekiel so um yes. yeah i thought it was interesting for her to to show the the little uh thing they've got set up and um to see them kind of do all that and everything uh and yeah like you said the actress that's playing connie she's doing a very very good job and uh yeah the character is very entertaining to watch as well um but yeah a little bit of sign language from everybody would kind of kind of help the group so um because you're gonna run out of paper eventually so yes uh well, you should, well from you, that you're gonna be, anyway yeah you're gonna be somewhere where you don't have anywhere to write it down which is mm. is also a problem and uh yeah i mean it, it it's it's quite interesting when you see that that her initial group together of yeah because they do have that distinct advantage in that they can be incredibly quiet because they all know sign language so you can just mm. sign to each other so it's actually quite useful you know particularly when you're trying to hide from whisperers or zombies you know you can you can keep noise down and uh, yeah so I th- I thought that was good I I thought it was quite clever as well how they kind of block things off which kind of forced the whisperers to that whisperer group to leave all the zombies behind and climb over everything and i I thought that was quite a clever bit of uh tactical thinking as well yeah because daryl and connie sort of coming up with that and doing that makes makes sense as well because daryl's been he hasn't quite showed it as much in recent seasons but if you go back and watch some of the older seasons he's very tactical and obviously he does he used to have his hunting skills and all that kind of stuff well he probably still has those skills but we just don't really see him using them quite so much so yeah um plus it would usually be the case that like obviously rick would have been the leading man daryl would have been off doing something but now daryl's leading man so he doesn't really have the, the chance to do that kind of stuff so yeah um yeah interesting kind of stuff there as the kingdom prepares for their fair we actually do see it kind of formed uh um as well because we saw some like banners we... and bits and yeah. pieces and stuff so um did I'm... we cover the did we cover the beta fight that's right at the end isn't it oh yeah oh yeah. i see yes <laughs> yeah okay um yeah, so as they prepare for the the fair, because they've got some of the st- stuff up from the fair, you saw like a shot of the uh, the kingdom and stuff. But I'm assuming once we get to the season finale, which will probably be where the fair takes place, uh, there'll yeah. probably be some more stuff up. Um, one of their scout groups, led by Jerry, is ambushed by a group of humans called the Highwaymen, who uh, take all their gear. When Carol learns of this, she suggests that uh, because the Highwaymen did not kill Jerry's group, they may be open to negotiation. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Carroll and other Kingdom members go to the Highwaymen's headquarters and lure the Highwaymen into a trap so that the Kingdom um, group can overpower them because they basically have the tactics sort of ambush thing going on, mm-hmm. um, which is always kind of fun to see. 
when that happens um because it's like hey yeah you've got numbers but we've kind of like surrounded you so that's always kind of interesting to see uh ezekiel tries to convince the highwaymen to keep the uh roads clear for the other communities traveling to the fair but carol convinces them that they uh, would have an opportunity to see a movie if they help or a film if you're british um, the highwaymen uh, reluctantly agree, returning the gear that they took and later uh, are shown helping the uh, hilltop community to make their way to the kingdom. And we will talk a little bit about the um, group in a bit with uh, some terror action stuff and all that. What do you make of these characters, these highwaymen? I I rather like them. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking... Um, do we really need another group mm. at, at this point? Do you really need that? But they, they they're kind of interesting because they they seem like a bunch of geeks, you know. Um, I mean, they they were talking a bit uh, later on in the on on Talking Dead. They were talking about the kind of list of stuff, and you know, the the I, I, I can't remember whether we actually saw it in the show, but the list of stuff had things like you know they wanted comic books and books and stuff like that you know from from the kingdom as well as you know bits of food and things but they there was there was a whole list of, of kind of really nerdy kind of stuff that they wanted hmm. <coughs> i don't recall seeing that in the episode so no i've just um, been on talking dead yeah. yeah uh so i thought that was kind of interesting and uh i i i again carol comes to the fore here and and i love carol i think she's such a good character yeah. just the fact that she is that kind of chameleon like quality of of being able to f- slot into whatever she thinks is appropriate for the situation so she can be complete badass she can be you know the sort of housewife version we've seen mm-hmm. um you know the baking cookies she's she's yeah. In this particular case, he's much more of a diplomat. Um, but I think, you know, she's able to do that and back that up. So if things had gone wrong, you know, that one of them's going to get shot in the face with an arrow, you know. So it's, <laughs> I, I like that. I, I really like that about her. And I love the way that they ri- write her and deal with it. And it sort of all seems to work. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was an interesting way of, of maybe introducing a new group who are going to be sort of support and backup for the kingdom um without pushing them too much into the four uh because i thought if they're going to be another antagonistic group that's we don't really need that i don't think we've got the whisperers who are more than yeah more than enough more comic book story to tell with them so let's not let's not try and slow that down are the the highwaymen a tv show invention I don't remember them in the comics. Okay. If they if they are in there or not, I don't think they are. But um, yeah, I I, I honestly can can't quite remember. Usually, I can remember a lot of comic book stuff. But yeah. when when they popped up on screen, I was like, are these guys from the comic? I can't quite remember. But uh, I don't. My gut feeling is I don't think they are because I just don't really remember them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if they kind of blend in with the kingdom a bit and maybe just become more of that community, like they still maybe get called the Highwaymen, but they sort of uh live within the kingdom and stuff that would that would be yeah quite helpful in, t- in terms of dealing with numbers and screen time and and that sort of thing mm. um that that would be quite good as well but uh yeah it's it's interesting to see carol like continue to to change and and whatever she's doing because like you said she's got kind of the the nice version of her which is like hey we've got a film that you can watch she's got the like look at the flower stuff which is you know her ruthless kind of killing side which is entertaining to see as well and then like you said there's the uh the, the negotiator and, and stuff like that so 
Um, and like you know, she's a very sort of caring character, and it's it's fun to see. It's fun to see all of her her kind of sides. So um, she's one she's one of the characters that they've just continued to do a really good job of her. I mean, when she was in that whole phase with Morgan, that was still quite boring to see because they were just flip flopping between we should and we shouldn't kill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now that obviously that's been kind of separated because Morgan's on the other show, so. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what to make of these these highwaymen. It depends how much screen time they get, how entertaining they end up being, um, how much they develop the characters, if they die in two episodes anyway or whatever. Um, but uh, at, at first I was like, oh, it's another group that we kind of have to get used to or whatever. But um, it, like I said, it depends how they manage them in the screen time and stuff. Because if you go back to season seven and stuff, and we were kind of saying, yeah, there's too many groups, they're not managing them well, them well on screen. Uh, and that sort yeah. of stuff. I hope the show just doesn't fall into that kind of trap. Because in terms of screen time, they're not doing like an amazing job, but they've done a better job recently. Although we have had a lot of time recently at the uh, the hilltop, but that was because of the whole yeah. alpha stuff and and Henry and Lydia and all that kind of thing. So yeah, I mean Alexandria's kind of been left a bit behind uh, yeah. in the season, and uh, you you've spent more time at hilltop and even more time at, at uh, the kingdom as well. Um, although the kingdom's quite a fun place to be because it tends to be yeah. quite light-hearted, a lot of the kingdom stuff. I mean, Ezekiel even yeah, because it's Ezekiel, yeah. it's Jerry. Even this week with the highwayman thing and Carol going, "What if we could you know, get you? What if you could see a movie?" You know, I, even little stuff like that I think works really well. And uh, so I I like the fact that it's that they're kind of using that as a sort of more light-hearted thing. I mean, whether that will continue, I I think is probably unlikely given that there's a very great sense of foreboding coming for what will happen at that fair i think at the end of it but um i yeah i i thought i i i think they are genuinely gen- generally handling it better in terms of the sort of characters i mean as i say alexandria and that group have been rather left out in this second half of the season but they were heavily used in the first half of the season so yeah do you think that's because of denies uh screen time and stuff i would rather suspect yes i think because the only sort of times we've really seen alexandria is when like negan was trying to break out and we saw him with judith because we haven't just haven't seen much of michonne at all i mean it looks like we'll see a bunch of her next week but uh with the whole scars flashback stuff um Mm. but yeah i would imagine that's why they sort of changed things over to the hilltop a bit because if you if alfred had turned up to uh alexandria although she turns up to the hilltop in the kingdom uh, in the comic, sorry, um, it it sort of makes more sense for that. So if if she had of if they changed it and she'd have gone to Alexandria instead, everybody would have said, okay, where's Michonne? So it it sort of conveniently fits with with screen time and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when she leaves the show next season, and Daryl presumably goes over to Alexandria to take care of Judith, we're gonna have to see more of Alexandria. So depends what yeah, they to I do. mean, I I think. It is a balancing act, and mm. I I don't feel like I'm desperately missing you know things. There is m- enough of a storyline sort of running through. Yes, there are characters, and I feel a bit sorry for the actors because you know they're they're sat twiddling their thumbs quite a lot of the time. I think uh, the one person I would like to have seen a little bit more of up until now is Negan, but you know, um, and I mean it would have been nice to see a bit more of Denied, but I I entirely understand she's. He was off shooting Black Panther for for quite a lot of this, but the sides of it. So you know, well, there was certainly some conflict there, uh, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that moving forward with her 
supposedly leaving next season. So uh, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, it may be a case of we're going to lose one of the locations possibly by the end of the season or you know by the start of the next season um uh, and it ends up with everything being focused back in either hilltop or alexandria because i think if anything's going to go it's probably going to be the kingdom um i would guess maybe but i don't know i mean you know it may be that they decide to try and pare it down a little bit which wouldn't necessarily be in a bad thing. You know, they they have done a much better job across the whole of this season of putting people to back together because that was always the criticism of, of it was like one character on their own with a bunch of, you know, saviors or it was, you know, it was like Rick and a bunch of saviors or it was, you know, one, one or two people. Whereas yeah. it, it doesn't feel, I think, I mean, it, it may have been a bit like that this season, but it doesn't feel as much like it's that this season. So they've, they've done a much better job of, of molding that. I think this year. Yeah, I think they, they kind of have, um, then they're going to have to try and do it again when, uh, Michonne leaves. So yeah. Uh, when Carol sees that Henry is not with the group, Tara worries that Daryl's group, uh, hasn't arrived either. And effort efforts are, um, and to, to locate them are launched. Uh, so I kind of put that this in here cause you know, we got the whole terror thing with the uh, the highwaymen and them showing up and mm. um what's the name of those old parents the one that's got oh. the baby is it is it earl and something aussie is it aussie that, wasn't that like uh ken's mum and dad or, or something? yeah yeah it was yeah, the red shirt um, dude that died at the start <laughs> yeah and yeah. yeah the red shirt that died at the start and and he was he's the blacksmith isn't he the old guy i think mm-hmm um, yes, yeah, yes, because they said about him, uh, yeah, Earl working with uh, Henry. I remember them talking about that. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So he's Earl. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah you're right. I thought it Earl, was... certain... Earl and Tammy. They are Tammy. Okay. Um... Oh, it's Brett Butler. I knew I recognised her. That's the uh, the woman. Um, what been do in I know? something that you recognise her in? Then? Uh, yeah, it's a name I know. She's been in a bunch of things. Uh... She was in a few episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. Grace Under Fire was the, it, which was a '90s show. She was in for a very long time. Okay. Uh, and um, she was in Anger Management, the um, Charlie Sheen series. Not that I really watched much <laughs> of that, but she was in. She was in Anger Management as well. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a name that I recognise. She's been in a few things. Yeah, so basically the highwaymen come along and help Terra with the uh, the walkers and stuff like that. I thought it was quite interesting to see Tammy kind of step up and stuff. And yeah, um, in case some of you didn't notice, because I only noticed like right at the end that box that she closed with the baby and did have holes in the in the top. Um, yes, and it was it was kind of her only option because what's she gonna do? Like take the baby with her and start killing zombies with the baby, I, or leave it I there actually... and then. Yeah, like it might get pulled away. So, because they were like getting their hands on the box, so if they'd have left that open, they might have like grabbed onto the baby. Um, plus, her husband was about to get eaten. So, I th- I actually thought that box was quite clever. You know, I mm. thought the thought the case was was quite a, a sort of clever invention. Was you know the, a chest with holes in it that you know the baby's perfectly secure and the zombies can't get at it. Makes perfect sense to me. Mm. Yeah, but I thought it was quite cool to see her step up a bit and use whatever weapon she was, some sort of metal thing. And uh, Earl, Earl almost got bitten, and um, yeah, the highwaymen came along like sort of just after everything almost sort of finished. Um, it's a bit like you know when a character goes to kill somebody, and then like 
they sort of get away and then the police arrive. It's a bit like one of them kind of scenes where somebody gets there like 30 seconds too late or something. Right. Um, so it's a little bit of a, of a trope, I suppose, but I, I didn't mind it too much. Um, but yeah, cool to see Terror and, and some of the other characters that were in there. Um, what, what do you think of Terror lately? Uh, yeah, I mean, she's not the leader that we necessarily expected. She's certainly a different leader to what, it would have been had uh, Lauren Cohen stayed around, but um, I think she's doing a good job. I think you know she's she seems to be stepping up and and dealing with it reasonably well. I mean, she's the leader we sort of see less of. I think out of everybody, she's she's the one that seems less of a leader out of out of the various you know groups. But she's new to it, and I think she's doing a, a reasonable job. So. Mm. You know. I've got kind of a question that connects to that because when you know Alpha and all that stuff was happening at the at the uh, the hilltop, I almost said the kingdom, um, and Daryl sort of took over leader at that point. Do you think because of Norman's like slight pay rise or whatever, whatever it was that he got or extension of contract, um, that they're like trying to like milk his contract almost, like to put him because he's been in what every episode this this season so a way to kind yeah, of say okay, no, I if mean, he's like well he's kind of in rick's role and you almost saw rick in like, yeah i mean episode, that that's so. why they paid him an awful lot of money i yeah. mean they paid him a lot of money and extended the contract and yeah i mean they, they're going to use him as much as they can and and he's also popular i mean norman's very popular so why wouldn't you uh, but i mean it made sense i think in that scene the the fact that daryl um Although he doesn't talk much, you know, in a situation like that, he's the one that's going to step up. So I think it sort of makes sense. It it almost makes sense maybe that if... I, I, don't, I don't know whether it would be Daryl next season that goes to Alexandria. It may be a case of you, if you're keeping the action around Hilltop, you might put Daryl in charge of Hilltop and move Tara to Alexandria, possibly. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't suspect they're gonna let. It depends what they do with Negan, as well. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not gonna let Negan step up. You've also got uh, Ross McQuan's, um yeah. character as well, Aaron, uh, yeah. um, Aaron over there. So you, you could easily put him in a leadership role. I mean, they've got a council anyway running things over there, so they don't necessarily need. You know, I mean, t- although although um, Michonne is we think of her as the leader over there. Technically she isn't the whole thing's run by a council. Mm. She's sort of head of security and, and has quite a lot of control, but the whole thing is actually run by a council. So it, it's not actually necessary to stick somebody in as a leader over there. You know, you could just leave it as it is quite possibly. Um, yeah. Um, so going back to this terror and um, highwaymen thing, it's kind of what I said earlier is a nice sort of like zombie set piece if you will but not yeah it doesn't need to be like a massive horde just a little kind of a little sort of group of zombies just throw them in there and get the characters to kind of take them out but have them in there for a little bit more of a reason so that sort of worked as well for me so yeah how do you feel about like the show needing i guess more action as um, to a lot of the dialogue that we've had i mean I, couple of weeks? I i think yeah i think that is that is true it's nice to see more certainly in this episode you know we had some quite good action sequences in this episode i think they did a did a good job with it there are 
I, although I, I'm also of the opinion that we are what the t- five, ten. I mean, what ten years into the apocalypse at this point? Because they have what a five-year time jump. So and yeah, roughly they, ten years in. Yeah. Yeah. So we're probably I don't know somewhere between five and ten years into the apocalypse at this point. They're fairly used to there being zombies around, and they're more an irritant than than anything else. You yeah, know, like an obstacle. Yeah. Unless there's a big horde of them, they're not really that much of a threat. Because they're shambling, slow moving, you know, there are if you're wandering around in a wood, but, you know, they're not as much of a threat as as maybe they were back in the beginning. And I think the characters are sort of so used to them at this point, it makes sense that, you know, you're not necessarily seeing them around as much. And they have occasionally tried to force those set pieces in, and I don't think it works when that happens, you know. So I'm, I don't mind them having more talky stuff and less action sequences unless the action sequences are quite justified so yeah. I, it's not really bothered me the balance too much this season hmm. yeah uh, where were we um, and then Daryl has a one on one fight with Beta which ends with uh, Daryl pushing Beta into an open elevator shaft uh, Lydia, fearing for Henry's safety, breaks out of the closet in time for the dog uh, to attack a whisperer. Like jumps up and like, rips his throat or whatever it was that he did. Uh, that yeah. was about to kill Henry because he sort of got stabbed in the leg or whatever. Uh, yeah. Though Henry uh, still ends up um, injuring his leg. With the whisperers uh, subdued, the group uh, work to lure the walkers out of the ground floor so they can escape, unaware that Bale is still alive at the bottom of the elevator shaft. Um. Yeah. What do you make of the the fight that we finally got I, to see? I thought the fight was great. I thought the the stunt teams did a really good job on setting that up. It was a proper kind of brutal, like mm. you know, hand to hand fist fight. There was no messing around with you know, flying kicks or you know. There was it was it was great that they did it in this kind of uncompleted high rise. You know this this dilapidated building so they could push through walls and all that sort of stuff i thought it was really good i really enjoyed that fight sequence i thought it worked really well um and and it's nice to see you know those two guys actually go at each other i thought um they they did a a proper kind of you know i mean you know beta's much bigger as well than daryl so uh and he's a fairly intimidating character, and I thought, yeah, they they hand they they handled that very well. It was funny they they had uh, Ryan on on talking dad afterwards, <laughs> sort of having first read the script, going, "Which writer did I piss off?" Because <laughs> you know, until <laughs> he gets to the end, it's like, "Oh, I'm alive. Okay, good." <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah it's early for bed to die. So yeah, um, I mean, yes. Although um, I, they have done things like that before, but I mean, as is always the rule with the TV show, unless you see a body, they're not dead. <laughs> so mm. yeah. Yeah, we've been fooled by that many, many times with many yes. different shows. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's obviously not kind of what you're going to get on the level of like Daredevil or, or something like that, but I wasn't really, you know, expecting no, that but sort of I, thing. I still think it was well done. Um, and yeah, it's interesting to see to put Daryl in a situation where he's struggling and he has to think his way out of it because in a like straight up sort of fist to fist fight, he wasn't winning with that. He had to use more of his tactics and to do the hide sort of thing that he did and. And mm. push him off the elevator. Um, are you familiar with uh, Mr. X from Resident Evil 2? The big uh, guy that chases you around? Not really, no. 
Uh, basically, in the in the Resident Evil 2 game, uh, which is one of the pieces of the content that I mentioned earlier, um, when you're playing the main campaign, not the not the DLC stuff, when you get to a certain point in the story, it happens with both Claire's and Leon's story, there's this big, basically, he's described as like a, a, a sort of mutant experiment with one of the zombies that like, went wrong or, or something like that. Um, there's like more backstory to him and that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, basically, he went experiment went wrong and he's this massive uh he's not even really a zombie he's just a massive basically human uh you can't kill him you can like stun him to a point where he'll he'll stop he'll go on one knee and you can like run off and do what you got to do i yeah. think if they because they that reminds me there is actually a resident evil series coming to us uh, it netflix there they decide to do it if they, yes if they want to and i don't know what story they're going to pick because resident Evil's a bit of a mess narrative wise uh, yes. and canon wise if they wanted to put mr x in there i think um ryan hurst would do a great job because him like stomping around as beta which he doesn't quite stomp around as much as mr x does um, and him in the whole trench coat and all that kind of stuff, it reminded me a lot of Mr. X. So if they put him in like a similar outfit and have him stomping around and a bit and stuff like that, I think that that would, that would work quite well. Because um, basically the other thing with Mr. X as well, if you're in certain hallways and stuff like that, because obviously it's very, very quiet. So if any zombies are banging on windows and moaning and stuff like that, you can clearly hear it. So you'll get to a certain point where like you'll walk to a different room and you won't be able to see him. You won't know where he is, but you can just hear these stumps. <laughs> like right, walking, yeah, yeah. so he's like walking around above you or wherever he is, and uh, this music kind of starts playing. So I think he he would do a great job as that. So depend it depends what story they want to pick, but I think he he'd do a good job. Um, yeah. What do you there were, go? On. What do you think of yeah him basically surviving falling down? Well, this, I mean, it, it was it was yeah slight suspension of disbelief given that he had like fallen quite a way down that shaft as well um and and i was gonna say daryl slightly missed a trick when you saw that horde coming in and they was like and then daryl picks off the guy that had died earlier that sort of joined the herd and and uh, daryl picks him off with an arrow is that you do look at and think why didn't you shoot the one that clearly is the feature zombie out of them? Because he's the big guy in the trench coat and sort of slightly more natally dressed than the rest of them. Out of all of them, Beta kind of sticks out. And you kind of think, yeah. I, you know, surely that would be the one that you'd shoot. And if you'd shot him in the head there, then there wouldn't have been a problem. You know, so um, slightly missed a trick there, Daryl, I think. You know, yeah, but... I suppose so. Um, it's nice to see him use his crossbow a little bit more as well because he uses it when yes. when when, he, when you see the the crowd of zombies coming towards them and uh, he's, you can spot Beta in there. It, it, he sort of more carries it around than he does use it, but I suppose he has to be he has to be careful where he uses, where he uses it as well because it takes a long time to like reload. It's not like yeah. the bows and, bows and arrows you can just shoot them no, as quick exactly. as you can kind of. And you got you got to see him do the stuff with the knives, which is sort of a new thing. Yeah, a bit of a knife fight as well. Yeah, the more recently the kind of dual knife thing, which I quite like. That was quite good. Yeah. Um. What you know when the the camera like goes down to where the elevator thing is. There's a bit of blood next to Beta's head, and then he's got like blood around his mouth. So did he like fall on his face? <laughs> like um, his teeth no, are bleeding? I, or... I suspect. Yeah, I mean, I suspect maybe he hit his head, but right. It, yes, it is. I, I, it is slightly unbelievable that he fell that far down the elevator shaft and and was didn't even break a leg. You know, as far as we could tell, if, if he'd broken a leg or broken an arm or something, you'd sort of. But it it seems that unless there were a bunch of like that elevator was had like cushions on top or something. I'm not entirely sure how he survived that, mm. but you know, it's TV. <laughs> it is. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and that's kind of the the end of the episode as well. Yeah, we see him smiling and whatever, and then the uh, the episode ends. Uh, anything else to say, or should we move on to some emails? No, let's go to emails. Cool. Uh, Jackson says, oh, by the way, emails, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, or other methods of feedback, Twitter, eTalkUK, and there's various different information in your show notes, such as Facebook group and all that kind of stuff, uh, and there's also the contact page as well. But the information should be on your show notes anyway. Uh, plus, there's also an email box you can use, put your email in a comment, that will get sent as well. Very easy to do, uh, so that's good as well. Um... Jackson says, is Matt getting better or worse? He's talking about Henry, not me. Uh, I hope I'm getting better and not worse. So. <laughs> um, some scenes uh, he um, works slightly more with than, than others. What do you think would be would work best for the character and what do you think they should uh, avoid with him? I think they should just... Because they kind of made him like a grown-up season two Carl, which is like doing the stupid stuff, like going out in the middle of the night and like unlocking mm. doors and doing all this sort of stupid stuff. Um I mean, don't forget back in season season eight, was it when we had the saviors locked in that cage and he like let them out of there, and then like he lets Lydia out of her cell and stuff. Just think, just don't make him do stuff like that. Make him grow up a bit more and yeah. just act with more maturity and more sense. Yes, I I would like to see a little bit more. Like, I mean, I know he's uh, what teen, and teens aren't necessarily thinking properly quite a lot of the time maybe but i i just i he's he's grown up in the zombie apocalypse surely he has a bit more sense about him having seen everything with you know that's gone on beforehand surely he has a little bit more sense about him you'd think but yeah. i i think that's the the thing that slightly bugs me is it was forgivable a bit more with Carl, because it was it was kind of a new thing, but you're talking about a kid now that's that's grown up with all this, yeah, and he knows how dangerous everything is, and I, I think it's it's not Matt himself that's the problem. I think I think it's more the fact the way his character is written of like, well, just just don't be such a gullible idiot, you know. <laughs> Yeah, because um, when Carl was growing up, he stopped doing that stuff, didn't he? And you had like yeah. the young Henry who was doing that stuff, and now he's grown up and still doing it. So, just don't write that stuff for him to do. Because um, in this, unless I'm forgetting something, in this episode, he just doesn't really do that kind of stuff. I know he's still pining for Lydia and whatever, but that makes more sense than like opening gates for enemies to come through, and that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, just just stop writing that stuff for him to do. Make him just more of a normal character. Um and just kind of go from there with him and and see what you can do with him. So and like you said, there's only so much that Matt can do because Matt can't avoid doing what Henry's doing. So, mm. um, but yeah, I think in this episode Matt also did a, a slightly better job. Matt Lintz is his name, by the way. Yes. Uh, in case some of you are wondering, um, he's also going to the Walker Stalker Con, so that's interesting. Oh, as well. is he? Um, yes. And yes, yesterday within the last week they confirmed uh, Lauren Cohen is going and. Uh, uh, Beth, I've forgotten. Uh, Emily Kinney, she's going as well. So, oh, cool. Fine. Yes. Apparently, Norman isn't going to be able to be there because he recently had a child. So, it's, it's, um, oh, okay, that's yeah. a shame. Is did you know if the if the rest of the Lynch clan are going because they've all been in the show? So, I didn't see the other people. Um, it's Mac- Mac- well. Mackenzie and Maxon are the are the other two because Maxon pay- played the young Henry and Mackenzie played. Uh, can't remember who it was. Um, 
she was one of the kids, wasn't she? Uh, no, I think it's been, as well. It's just been oh madness. no, she's. Confirmed. Oh yeah, no. So yes, uh, no. Mackenzie was on Under the Dome. That was it. I knew she was an actress as well. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and there's Owen oh, Madison has played Sophia. That's the other one. There's four kids. Okay. No, <laughs> so she's, so she's I knew there was a girl there. List either. So it's just yes. that. Uh, Jamie says, I've not heard either of you talk about this since the start of Season 9, um, but if AMC approached you for Season 10, what would you do with The Walking Dead? Always an interesting question to visit every sort of half-season, every sort of season-ish. Not necessarily every week, because, you know, you'd be kind of repeating yourself, but, you know, once characters leave and come in and storylines progress, it's interesting to kind of revisit this. Because I remember in the preview podcast, I talked about what I would like them to do with the whole mental sort of thing, which they're kind of doing in a way, but has sort of been thrown under the bus. Um... So yeah, what would what would you kind of do with the uh, season ten of, of The Walking Dead, or would you like me to go first and have a? Uh, think? What would I do with season ten? Well, it sort of depends how season nine ends up playing out. Yeah. I mean, I I assume we're not going to come to in three episodes. We're not going to come to a resolution on the Whisperers. I wouldn't have thought. No. Um. So that's going to run on into next season. Um. I don't know. I mean, I I really don't because uh, I'm nowhere near up to date on the comic books, so I don't know what stories they've done in the comic books and who you could kind of introduce. Um, but I mean, I maybe run the whispers for the first half of the next season, and then so that comes to some sort of resolution, and then you run start off, you know, to introduce somebody else and start running that possibly mm-hmm. but i i honestly don't know i mean as i said before it's got very soapy this in terms of the plot lines so yeah. I, I i honestly i i have no idea where you go with it from here hmm. i would make what's the thing am i in charge of season 11 let's, let's say i'm in charge of just just the show because i'm assuming they wouldn't say hey you're in for season 10 and angela kang's back in for, for season 11. yeah yeah um, I'd make the eleventh season the final season. I'd uh do the Whisper War in the first half of of season ten, or maybe in the first four episodes, because I've spoken before about how the volumes could be done in the four episodes as opposed to eight, which has led to like doubling up on stuff. So mm. I'd do like a really tight sort of four episodes on on the Whisper War, make them you know a good like forty five minutes. Um, do all that kind of stuff, and that might seem like I'm rushing through things already, but I think you could definitely do that in in four episodes, or maybe, let's say maybe five at, at the very most. Um, I mean, like uh, presumably I wouldn't be allowed to bring back dead characters because I'd obviously bring back like Carl and Jesus. At least. <laughs> yeah. Um, could I like? It, it depends because I wouldn't be in charge of the films, would I? So I couldn't say, "Hey, let's recast Rick and bring him back," and like, let's recast. Ma- well, I could recast Maggie and bring her back because she hasn't got any like films or anything lined up. Um, and then I'd also recast Michonne so that she just stays in season ten. Um, I'd actually have you know the woman who played uh, Roberta in uh, Z Nation. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, I'd yeah. have her play Michonne. I think she'd be not as good as the Nigra, but um, she'd be a decent fit for that. Ooh. 
Um, I, yeah. I I think recasting people is always a dangerous thing on a I mean, on a I'd big just, show. I would just like to keep the characters in the season, so um, I'd kind of do that. See see how it goes. See the the fan reactions and and that sort of stuff, and kind of like take things from there. So yeah. Um, and then set up use kind of the rest of season ten or summer season ten to do some some of the other comic book stuff, and then obviously set up season eleven, and then um, maybe just do like an eight episode season mm. and finish the show. What what I what I would like to see is some sort of resolution. If they if they do decide to bring it to an end, I would like to see some sort of resolution to wiping out the zombies entirely. You know, some form of cure to to get rid of. You know, I mean, you're not immediately going to kind of be able to wipe out all the zombies, but at least if you can get it so when people die, they're not turning into zombies. Um, and there is some sort of thing that you can get out of people's blood so that doesn't happen anymore, then, you know, I, I would at least like it to end somewhere there. You know, it's always that thing that they touched on in the, what, season one, and was it season one or season two, yeah, when they had the CDC. Oh, and they've never ever gone back to it. And I, I just sort of, I would like to see something which is, some kind of resolution to it you know and not just we're we're leaving them in a world full of zombies you know yeah it's interesting because z nation well part of the goal of the original plot of that show before they just went absolutely nuts with nuts. everything yeah. um was the zombie cure thing and that was what murphy was in the show for it's interesting because um even though they cancelled that show the ending of season five is oddly quite satisfying um, end of season five, they they finished on yeah five seasons. Yes, I think so. And they kind of because uh, they set up a zombie cure at the end, but they never got to. I I assume season six would have been explaining how it would have worked and what it would have done, but they leave you on the note kind of of. I mean, I'm not going to spoil everything about the finale, or whatever. But they kind of leave it at the point where the cures pretty much been set up, but they never got to explaining or like got to using it. So yeah, um, I've always been curious to see how that would work in a show as well, like a zombie cure. Um, because obviously you couldn't like reform the zombies, but you could maybe stop like if a human dies, it wouldn't turn. I suppose. Yeah, I cause... mean, I I would guess. I mean, you're still gonna have zombies around until you manage to completely get rid of them. But mm. and, you know, and, and things like you know, like with Carl's bite on the chest, could you like inject him with something, and the bite simply just a, a wound that you can patch up, and he doesn't turn? Would it would it work like that? Because like if somebody yeah. gets their like throat ripped out by a zombie, you're gonna die anyway. Because you know you're gonna be bleeding out within seconds or minutes. Um, yeah. So I guess there's only certain situations where that could work. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's kind of our answer to the sort of multi question there. Um, and that's it for the podcast. Uh, so thank you all very much for listening. You can find all the content that we've got, like I said, on entertainmenttalk.org. Um, next week, nine fourteen is the flashback stuff with the exes. I'm kind of curiously optimistic, or sort of. I'm just kind of curious about the episode well, and what it's. It's do we do we be... know it's actually flashback because they showed I in mean, one of the promos like a, a pregnant Michonne, which is I think when she had okay. when she was having RJ. Okay, so it is. It's not. It's definitely not entirely flashback because they showed a clip from next week on talking dead and that wasn't a flashback clip okay. so the whole thing it's not like a bottle episode that they they hmm. will i mean they've said that scars will be explaining the x things but how they actually do that i don't know 
Mm. I just hope it's a good story, you know, because this is like original yeah. and they haven't always done a, a good job with that sort of stuff. So, um, what was it you heard Michonne shouting in the promo? Was it Judith or something? She was like fighting a couple of zombies and she shouted something. I think it might have been Judith. Um, not sure. Yeah, yeah. The 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 promo. No, well, the promo bit I saw was was the the one they showed on Talking Dead was her sat on a step talking to Lydia, I think. Okay. So. Was that a flashback or a current? No, no, no. Yeah. That's that's current because. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, they wouldn't have met with her. So. Yeah, because they yeah. wouldn't have met otherwise. Well, that that would be a turn up for the books, but no, I don't <laughs> think I don't think that was the case. So so I'm assuming that's not a flashback clip. Mm. So. Yeah. Um. Cool. So we'll see what happens next week. Uh, you can find David on geektown.co.uk for all of your latest TV air updates information. Uh, information for like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and a bunch of stuff came out today as well. Was it Victoria yes. you posted about today as well? Uh, Victoria, yeah, the, uh, there's TV been show. a load of, load of air dates today. Uh, Good Fight, Victoria, um, there's a new show called Dead Pixels, which looks very good. That's uh, yeah. coming to E4, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and the fact that Tom, Pla- Tom Payne, uh, aka jesus has a new job replacing finn jones on a new pilot for fox mm. so cool interesting um yeah geektown.co.uk and of course geektown radio on geektown.co.uk and on podcast services uh if you'd like to support us support the podcast and entertainment talk patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk that's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon use our affiliate link we'll get a small cut of what you spend it won't cost you anything extra uh, iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. And then word of mouth, probably the best way to support us. Tell your friends, family, people that you know, um, people that you work with, anybody that you know is talking about the shows or all these games that we cover, all these films that we cover. Uh, social media, t- tell those sorts of people about it. Um, share the posts on Facebook, retweet, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different groups if you're allowed to, because some admins don't allow that. Um, but yes, do all that. That helps us out as well. Um, and yeah, spread the word about entertainment talk, get more people listening, and uh, that's all good as well video games if you want to watch me robert or david play different video games uh like my resident evil thing that i released yesterday uh you can watch me and david play on twitch and robert on mixer uh and that's everything that's all we got for you for this week thank you all very much for listening and we will see you for either the next thing that we do or 914 which is called scars we've got three episodes left and it'll be interesting to see how they finish the season still got that you know i'm still remembering what they might do in the finale <laughs> and i'm still uh, hoping that they don't so uh yeah we'll see what happens thanks for listening and uh, goodbye bye